Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Top Flight Pod. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back on screen today, beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm with my G, Neff. What's up, brother? How are you doing tonight? Thank you for being here for another episode of the Top Flight Pod. How are you doing, Neff? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, lots to talk about in the Austin FC Forum today. And plenty uh, exciting news also in the Champions League uh, run, of, run of 16. Dude, no kidding. A lot to talk about in the Austin FC side of things. And also, like you said, worldwide, there was a lot of uh, interesting things that happened in the world of footy. Uh, also want to point out, shout out to everybody on the Discord, uh, the Patreon members that told me that I needed to watch Ted Lasso. Officially finished with that show. Bruh, 10 out of 10. Masterpiece performance by Mr. Ted Lasso. One of the best shows I've ever watched. Top 10. Top 10 for sure. And on the Discord member, Patreon member note, I do want to send a shout out to everybody that supports uh, We're Austin TV. You know, we couldn't do the type of work that we do covering Austin MC if it, if it wasn't for y'all. And also shout out to the regular followers out on social media, Instagram and Twitter. You know, if, if you want to find out how to become a Patreon member, uh, visit the link in our bio. But appreciate everybody's support. Now, Nef, uh, anything you want to add on to the intro uh, before we get started? No, like you said, uh, thank, thank, thank you everybody for showing support. We got a lot of positive uh, messages uh, this past couple of days, you know, thanking us for our work. So thank you guys for, for staying up to date with us. My GNF. Now, on that note, let's get into the episode tonight. Now, I want to start off first with the breaking news that came out today from Tom Boger, and I'm going to call it breaking news. But it's not really as fresh maybe as you could say there were some details that were new that we hadn't learned yet but tom bogart makes the mikhail desler news official now it was first reported by farsam uh, abdul abol hosseini now shout out to him he came out with the original report and if, uh, if you remember back in january january 15th or so he said that there was links between austin fc and that player but that they were waiting until the summer most likely when the player's contract expired now his contract does expire June 30th of this year, 2024, Nef. So Borel cooking, waiting until his contract expired, and he's getting a Europa-caliber player, Europa League-caliber player, on a free to Austin FC here in the summer. That's what Tom Bogert is confirming. Uh, now, this is what his tweet said, if I may read, Nef, and then we'll get your reaction. Tom Bogert says this. He says, sources, Austin FC is finalizing a deal to sign Danish right-back Mikael Dessler. Dessler, 28, currently with Toulouse in France. The plan is for him to join in the summer on a free transfer when his contract expires. Now, Nef, I don't know if you heard me right. He said free transfer, mate. Now, this is something that we expected uh, before when the uh, Farsam report first came out in January, like I said. But what is your thoughts on this? It's confirmed by Tommy Scoops himself, probably the best journalist that the MLS has, maybe one of. But what are, what are your thoughts on Austin FC getting this guy on a free transfer? I'll say it as many times as I need to for fans to get their, their mind around the free. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great pickup in, in that sense. Uh, very, um, you're, you're getting a, a regular starter as well. I think that's more importantly, more important than anything. It's a regular starter. You're not getting a bench player that run out of contract. No, you're getting a regular starter that has good experience in Europe. And I mean, I think, I think it's especially like you said on the free, it's very low risk. It's a, it's a low risk signing. 
Now, of course, we're going to have to see maybe how much this player is going to make, but that's we're going to cross that bridge whenever we get there. Now, real quick, some stats for uh, on FC Toulouse and Mr. Dessler, Mikael Dessler. Uh, right now, they find themselves in the 14th spot in League 1. The, there's 17 matches in, if I'm not mistaken. He's played uh, all of them, I guess. Uh, let's see. Let me double-check that. Okay, he's been out on a couple of them. He's been out. Uh, one of them, he was on the bench, and then three of them, he's not been in the squad. Now, he's also played the Trophy de Champions and the Coupe de France, along with the UEFA Europa League. If I may talk about the Europa League stats real quick, Neff. Uh, they've played five matches. One of them, he was not in the squad. His assist came in league play. I skipped over that. 17 matches is what he's played so far. One assist so far this season. Looks like he's totaled uh, just over 1,600 minutes, Neff. Now, FC Toulouse, I mentioned how they were in 14th. They're not doing so, so hot in the league. They just got beat recently by Nantes. Uh, let's see if I bring that up. Uh, they lose to Nantes. Looks like two to one, Neff. They are coming off of a win against Stade de Roms. They beat them three to two. And then they beat, uh, sorry, they lost to Lens two nil. Now, if you look at the game against Roms, Stade de Roms, you see that Mikael Dessler picking up a 7.0 match rating, probably one of the highest ones there in the recent uh, in recent games, right? But I do want to ask you this, Neff. Where does he fit on the depth chart for Austin FC for the right-back spot? You know, that, that spot currently belongs to John Gallagher. So where is this guy going to fit? Is he going to come here to start, or is he going to come be uh, John Gallagher's backup, brother? Well, a player of his caliber, you would hope, come would come to start. I mean, he's definitely going to be competing for it. But more than anything, I mean, I think I think with his experience and his regular starting in Europe, you would think he would be a starter here in MLS. Uh, regarding uh, John, I think I think I think you could make a good partnership with him. Uh, really, really anywhere on the field that he has proven, he's a very versatile player. He could play up front on the wings. Um, as fullback, you know, he he'll be versatile enough that you can find a for find a spot for him, and I think this this could potentially open up the doors for him to uh, to go back up. Hundred percent, mate. Now, good take there. Tommy Scoops coming through with his banger tweet. Love it that this time it's Austin FC. A lot of Austin FC fans took it as uh, good news, right? They were excited for this player to arrive here in, in Austin. They were excited back in January when Farsam originally posted the information that there was links between the club and the player. If you look at the comments on We Austin TV and the Instagram post, you see Aimless Friend. He says, great signing. Absolutely awesome news. We'll be free to use Gallagher where he fits best, where he fits best Sorry, once our new friend can start. So there's just an example kind of answering the, the question there, a fan in the comments. Now, once again, a free transfer. Everybody loves that 28-year-old right back Danish guy. Uh, it's going to be very interesting what Austin MC is going to be able to uh, cook up come, coming here in the summer because I don't think this will be the only move that will happen in the summer, Neff. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, I do want to ask one more question, Neff. Uh, talking about the, the summer, when it does arrive, will John Gallagher be pushed out of the starting uh, right-back spot? Is it a bad thing if he does after all that? This isn't his natural position. The right-back position is not his, right? So maybe... This is good news for John Gallagher because he can finally push up. But you can't forget that he is an all-star player at the right-back position or, you know, on the, in that wing-back spot. So 
what do you think? Is this kind of maybe good news for John Gallagher? That way he can be free? I think it's great news for him and, and great news for Austin as well. I mean, you, you get to see uh, where the team will be in the table uh, by the time he arrives. But if this is a player that can mm. come in and take that starting position yeah. from Gallagher, you you want that because that, that means that you have a better right back than Gallagher is as your starter, which is uh, absolutely great news. Uh, it would be great news for Wolf, great news for the for the team. And like I said earlier, you can slot John Gallagher in different positions where he's going to give you a, he's going to do a solid job. I see, mate. Now, just real quick, Europa League group stats here. Uh, they lost to Liverpool. They mean to lose. They lost to Liverpool 5-1 back in uh, October 26th of 2023. One of the most recent Europa League group matches that they had, uh, the part of that Group E, they lost to LASK. Sorry, they beat LASK 2-1, but he was not in the squad. It is labeled as red. Uh, but let's see, we're going to move forward. It's going to be very exciting to see what happens with this uh, player, 28 years old, right back from FC Toulouse. Like I said, on a free transfer, uh, Europa League caliber player coming to Austin FC. Now, I'm sure some fans probably have their their doubts uh, you can't convince everybody, but I'm very excited to see what this player is going to bring to Austin FC on a free. I love saying that on a free so far, 17 appearances, one assist for Mika Dessler once again in 23-24. All right, Neff, now we're moving forward to some other Austin FC news. Unfortunately, this is injury news, Neff. Now, Julio Cascante, center back for Austin FC, he missed the game against the Galaxy due to an injury. Now, we now know that Shout out to Otra Por Favor and Duke for sharing this video, this information. They posted it on their YouTube channel uh, where you see Coach Wolf say that Julio Cascante missed the game because he had an injury. Now, he doesn't say any more details. He really doesn't get much into it. He doesn't tell us if it's if it's a slight knock, if it's heavy, if it's going to be a long time, if it's going to be a couple of days. So we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of searching for more information on that. Austin FC is very secretive with these kinds of things. So it wouldn't surprise me if we don't find out until maybe the next media availability of what Julio Cascante's condition is when somebody from the media, of course, asks him. Now, uh, I have, uh, let's see, do I have the quotes here for Josh Wolf? Well, I get that quote enough to see what exactly he said. I do want to ask you, brother, uh, if Cascante misses out on game day one, who should replace him in the starting lineup? Because for me, I had him starting. If this is worst case scenario and Julio is out maybe a month, two months, we don't know exactly, even two weeks, home opener is in two weeks, bro. If he misses that first game, who do you think should slot in for him in the starting 11? Go ahead, Neff. Well, I, I think we'll see a repeat of what the Galaxy game was with Leo and Hedges. Um, mm, I, see. I, th I think that's what it's going to end up being. Unfortunately, I mean, um, it, it's, a, it's a low blow to more than anything to the locker room, really. We all know how, how important sure. Julio is to... No, not just uh, Wolf in the system, but uh, to to his teammates. So he's a great guy, you know. He's a great locker room man as well. So it, it it is very unfortunate. It really is, mate. It really is. Now the quote I have here, uh, Josh Wolf. He said this. He said, "Short term goal is staying healthy with the limited guys that we have, ensuring that they're healthy and ready to go." Julio sat out today with an injury. There is Josh Wolf, Coach Wolf confirming that Julio sat out because of an injury. Now, Nev, we were watching this game at uh, Hop Squad. Shout out to them for uh, letting us uh, put on the match. And also shout out to everybody that came out and saw the game with us. 
Uh, but there was a moment in the game where the camera pans to Julio Cascante. You know, it kind of went to him. And you see him sitting down. And it, it, he wasn't just sitting down like, hey, I'm waiting for the last 20 minutes for coach to put me in because I'm a starter. It was more of a, hey, I'm sitting out. I'm wearing a ball cap because I'm just enjoying watching my brothers play on the pitch, right? It was a, it was a, there was a feeling that I got like, hey, something might be wrong, right? I, I, I didn't think Julio was out just because he was waiting for the last 20. Like, as we see Danny come in late, we saw Noel come in late, we saw Valencia come in late. But Julio never came on, and we find out now because Coach Wolf is telling us that he did pick up an injury. Now, we're hoping it's small. Hopefully, it's not anything uh, anything big because as 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 fans, you know, they there were some fans, uh, you know, saying some interesting things in the comments. Reality is that we need this guy at center back, right? Uh, but we'll see what happens. Now, if anything else you want to add on uh, Julio Cascante's injury, uh, like I said, hopefully it's nothing too heavy because we need this guy. Yeah, no, I just just want to wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, however long he has to be, I hope he, you know, he recovers fast and uh, is able to come back stronger. I mean, the, like you said, the team, the team doesn't lack any, um, doesn't lack uh, any need for him. So for sure, we we need we need bodies. Now, Nev, this is just pure speculation on my end, bro, 100%. But because Coach Wolf didn't specify, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a, a small knock, because remember with CJ Fodder, he said, oh, he just dinged his knee. It's nothing serious, right? He doesn't tell us anything. He doesn't tell the media really anything after he says that Julio picked up an injury. He just lets us know that. So that's what, that's what worries me just a bit. I'm worried that Coach didn't want to share any more details because – it could be something more than that. But we're hoping here that it's nothing too heavy and he's back on the pitch as soon as he can. Now, one thing that does push back on that, Nef, that that feeling that I get, is that Austin FC posted pictures today and Julio Cascante is seen training with the boys. So it's not clear if he's working by himself, Nef, or it's it's also pretty evident that he's training with the team full on. So we'll see what happens there, bro. Now, uh, let's see. Or they're not recent uh, pictures. Or they're not recent pictures. Or they're not recent pictures. We'll see what happens with Julio Cascante moving forward. But just like that, we got to move forward as well. Now, we're going to talk about the Austin versus LA Galaxy NF, uh, LA Galaxy match NF, the three to one result where Bryant, Jimmy Farcarlin absolutely shine. Let's get into that match here. Now, Austin FC defeated the LA Galaxy and Diego Fagundes on Super Bowl Sunday with goals by Jader O'Brien, Diego Rubio, and Brian El Jimmy Farcarla. Austin's second win of the preseason and their first win at the Coachella Valley Invitational. Now, before I give you my match thoughts, I want to know what were yours because I have something maybe that some fans might push back on. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I thought the game was uh, uh, very similar to the other two. Uh, that's We saw a little bit more rhythm. Definitely a lot more link of play, in, in which honestly Austin looked fairly fairly decent at that link of play. They didn't do bad. Uh, transitioning was a little bit slow uh, as passing was, but they didn't do uh, too bad going forward. It was again in that uh, in that uh, lower third of the field, which is where they where they lacked. Where they liked a little bit. Um, Cleveland didn't didn't seem to at least in the beginning he was very shaky. Um, other than that, I mean, the the subs definitely made an impact. Uh, one once they came in, Komenich did fairly well. Uh, I think Noel did a fairly fairly well job uh, 
with question, the question for you that now. was given to him as well. So, Question for you. Do you think this, this scoreline was flattering to Austin FC? Because LA Galaxy had chances. Diego missed maybe two or three chances. There were some saves that the, the keeper had, had to make, Cleveland, but there was one where, where Diego sent it way over the bar. Yeah, I, th I think definitely the the scoreline does not reflect what had really happened on the field, at least okay. uh, through the 90 minutes. Uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, you score your score. You, can, you, you can't take back True. the chances you miss, right? So It's also preseason, uh, At right? the end of the day, it, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, which is why, I mean, you shouldn't look too much into a result and more uh, towards the game, what the game was. And, and like, sure. Like you said, Fago had shots that that, that were fairly, fairly close, uh, some opportunities as well. So the the guys did fairly well to to maintain the scoreline. So they they did fairly. Now I don't know if fans might agree with me or not when I say that I think the first half was, I I don't want to say boring because there was things that happened, but I mean after Austin FC's first goal, which came in the in the in the fourth minute, after that there was very little that Austin FC produced going forward uh the la galaxy had the ball a lot you know we were saying there at uh pop squad how the galaxy was moving the ball around as well uh, zardis was trying to press and when austin fc scored first it was because they were pressing um lafc's back line they committed a mistake in in the back juicy you know toe pokes it he does a bit of magic he back kills it to jean jean puts it into the box and you know what happens right after that right so i do want to give credit for that but after that moment Nev, i mean there was times where you know i had to look at the watch myself, like, hey, when are we going to the half? Because I want to see subs, right? I want to see some other guys out there because, hey, if we're going to play maybe this kind of football where we're going to defend, hey, at least, at least you know, hey, I want to see some other guys. But it, it didn't end there because soccer always has two halves. And I want to give credit to Austin FC for the second half that they had. I think they had a much better second half. Other players came in. They seemed more comfortable. But the Galaxy also made changes themselves, right? You know, they, they had to take some players out uh, – and then they brought in some some kids kind of similar to what we did. They're not kids, but you know what I mean by the MLS Next Pro guys, right? Now, in the second half, I think Austin FC did get it right. Uh, at the end, uh, both teams, like I said, they made multiple changes. But Austin FC looks like they got it done. Now, I want to talk about the goals there. Uh, because the second and third goal for Austin FC were magic. A little bit of magic, bro. The first one, well, not the first one, but the second one, which was Jimmy's assist to Diego Rubio was individual brilliance, right? Josh Wolf says that Jimmy, you know, was like a he was what does he says a rocket in a bottle or something like that, and and he did he did explode on that left side. He finds Diego Rubio and he just finishes off like a poacher as he should be in that box. But in the third goal, Neff, there was a lot of conversation about Wolfbond. We're going to talk about that here later when we get into Josh Wolf's quotes, what he said to the media after the game. But that third goal is just. Wolf ball at its finest, passing the ball in the back, waiting for your opponent to, to come out. You swing it to one side, and then Ethan Finley has acres of space. He exposes that whole back line. He exposes that space. He attacks the box, finds Jimmy Far Carlin, who credit to him, was crashing into that box like a maniac. And with the beautiful header, bro, where he just pings it down, almost impossible for the keeper, it was a really good goal. So which one was your favorite from the second and the third goal? Because the first one, was was nice, but I, I had more interest in the second and the and the third one. I think uh, I have to say the second one just because of uh, Jimmy's dribble. I think it was I think it was way it was great the way that he 
he he went through the defense like that. Uh, For sure. You know, we we said it in in, in the episode which, which we talked about uh, how the draft went, and and we mentioned Jimmy, and you know, he seems like a great prospect. That guy has speed. He's got he's got a fairly decent dribble to him. Uh, it's just a matter of, I guess, uh, how he's able to implement that against players of the uh, higher caliber. And he doesn't seem to be doing half bad. I do still believe he might be an MLS next pro player that come this season. But oof, I don't know. About I, that. I think I don't know if, about that. Go ahead. Go if ahead. done well, I think I think he can go up. Okay. All if right, done all right. well now, in a couple of years, I think he he can hit it. Perfect. Perfect. Now we're talking about Jimmy Bryant. We're gonna call him Far Far Carlin if if we may, because I don't think Josh Wolf likes it that some folks in in the media, maybe the fans, are calling him Jimmy. He made an emphasis to call him Bryant. So we're gonna call him Far Carlin just to avoid any any kind of confusion between coach and the fans and the media. Now, uh, this is a quote from Wolf because, believe it or not, Neff, Wolf plans to give him significant minutes against Red Bulls New York on Wednesday. By the time you listen to this pod, that, that result may have already been out. They play at 3 p.m., but we'll get to that here in a bit. Now, this is Wolf. He says, quote, he's done a good job with his limited minutes. He's lightning in a bottle. You can see he can change speeds quite quickly. Get downhill on you quick. What I love, probably more than anything, was the second goal. Arriving inside what for us is the red zone. I think that's something that he lacked in the first two or three weeks. We've encouraged him. You need to arrive. You got to be a goal scorer, a goal provider. When you have the ball, and obviously you're going to try to score as well. Now that's Wolf on Mr. Bryant and Jimmy Farcarlun. Now, Neff, my question to you is this. Farcarlin picks up the assist for Rubio's first goal, yes. Uh, his, his first goal in Austin FC Colors, yes. And he bags a goal for himself off a fantastic header assisted by Mr. Ethan Finley. And Wolf even said that they're going to be talking to his agent to see what makes sense. But my question to you is this. Does Jimmy have what it takes to be an Austin FC player? Mate? I think so. You say he's going to be going to the MLS Next Pro, right? But do you think he has what it takes to at least be a super sub for Austin FC, a super sub coming off the bench because he has the speed to punish those tired teams in the last 15, in the last 10 minutes. Can he at least be that for us? Uh, I, my take comes more from what I think is going to happen, the most realistic thing that's going to happen. But if I was in Josh Wolf's shoes, what I'm doing is I'm giving this guy, I'm betting more on this guy than I would ever bet on Rigoni because Rigoni has shown me that he doesn't have what this guy has. And this ha- and this guy is someone that I know at least has the potential to improve all of that in his game. Uh, of course, Rigoni, of you, I don't, I don't think so. But can can Jimmy, can Bryant, can Farcarloon at least be a super sub for Austin MC coming off the bench? I mean, you saw what he did to the L- to the LA Galaxy backline in the last ten minutes. I mean, he could do that to some teams in MLS, one hundred percent. He could do that to the to the let's see, to the Colorado. I don't know. I mean, they had a crazy. Um, transition this season right but right. he can do that to the san jose's he can do that to the vancouver's he can do that to those tired teams in the last 10 minutes or so where you can really punish them now okay yes absolutely the, the i think a super sub role would would be great for him you only have to think about where in the squad he fits where in the roster is he because you have finley you have yeah. rigoni you have, you have Hader, Hader, Hader. and you have CJ. You know, you have CJ. You have CJ. 
uh, you could potentially have Gallagher up there. So you're talking about five players that are senior, senior spots. Yeah. One yeah. of them being a DP. Of course. Where does he fit in that? Who is he going to sit down for that? And, we, and that's where I told you that I just don't think it's going to happen like that. I hope so, but yeah. I don't think so. Look, man, we have Wolf saying publicly that Rolo and whoever's in charge of these, these kind of things, which is uh, signings, that they're going to speak to his agent to see what makes sense, right? So they might already be putting the uh, contracts on a, on a table, you know, to say, hey, we want you, but, but, but you also got to gotta play ball. And we put out a post now where we said to the fans, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Farcarlin's Bryant, uh, Jimmy, his, his game today against the LA Galaxy? And everybody came out in huge support for the kid. I mean, I'm going to just read just some comments. Uh, Ghost of U94, shout out to my G, Patreon member. He says, he has a lot to give and a lot to learn. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to see his football journey play out. And actually, Ghost of U, my G, he's been calling for Bryant for, for Carlin. I'm just calling for Carlin, bro. He's been calling for, for Carlin for quite some time. Uh, let's see, we have uh, Teddy. He says, excellent work. Uh, Rosalind Jean, she says, ready for this season. Uh, somebody else says, the potential is there if he stays healthy and keeps getting stronger. I just can't read their ad because it's something silly. But uh, the fans clearly want to see this guy. Wolf is going to be talking to his agent, May. I think there's possibilities there. He's Look, hungry. Is there He's possibilities? Hungry. He's hungry. Absolutely. He's hungry, bro. Yes, absolutely. But l- let me ask you this also, because you also got to yeah. t- uh, take into consideration quick, his career path, right? Go, For sure. Going, going into the first team would be amazing. But you also got to understand that probably in MLS Next Pro, he would be a starter and he would be getting regular minutes and he would still be training with the first team as well. So I think for the sake of him and seeing that he has five players ahead of him at the moment, one of which he's not going to sit down. I think, yes, there is option on talks in, in the uh, in the table, but they're probably for MLS Next Pro. And it's look, not mate, a bad thing, look, think, at least for a year. And if there's injuries, he can come up. Look, man, you're right. It's not it's it's not a bad thing because they are there are those 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 short term loans where if we need it, we can always bring him up, right? Like we did that with Val, uh, uh, Rodriguez, whatever, right? I'm just gonna say this, bro. Play whoever's hungry. Play play whoever. That's showing not how it you, works. Play. Hold on, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. Works. Let me finish, bro. Play whoever is showing you on the on the training ground that they want to be a starter for the Verde and Black, all right? Because, um, you know, that that's what the that's what the fans want to see. That's what the people want to see. They want to see a, a winning team that at least plays attractive football. Now, Wolfball, whenever you do it right, it's attractive football, right? So that's that that's my take. Just play, play the hungry people. Play the ones that actually want to win. This team does have a lot of winners, right? And I know that competition is, is going to be tough. It's, it's going to be hard. That's what you're saying. But I see, I see something in this kid. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I just think you're missing the the point of what reality really. The I see, I see, one hundred percent. I see, I see. You, you're, as as long as you cannot get rid of a player like Regoni, well, you're not going to just get rid of magically. Jimmy, one year left uh, on his contract. Not, one year, he, one year left on his contract, by the way. And, that, and that's fine. But for that year, he can, he's probably gonna have to play MLS next pro. Okay. All right, mate. We do have to move on. We're gonna speak about Diego Rubio now. Now he scores, and he mentions his playing time that he likes his so far with Austin FC, and he drops a little bit on Seba. Now he says this quote: "It was great. 
it was a great first few minutes, you know, for me. And as I said in the last interview, it's not the same to run the treadmill or to run in the individual training than to play in a game. So I'm just getting used to the team and getting used to how we press, how we defend, how we attack, and getting to know the players on the team. Once again, that was Diego Rubio so, uh, speaking about his PT and with Austin FC. Now, he says this about Seba. He says, quote, he's amazing to play with. Players like the quality of Seba. He's an MVP candidate. I just played a few minutes with him, and it's great because he's always free to play. He's always free to combine. So that's the type of soccer that I like. To combine, uh, it's great to have him. So we sounds that uh, Diego Rubio loves to be playing with uh, Juicy Dior. So, Neff, uh, my question for you is, Diego Rubio next his first goal for Austin FC in preseason. Do you see him starting over Zardes come game day, or will Coach Wolf bet on Jazzy Zardes? Hard to say. Um, personally, I would start Diego Rubio. Uh, just okay. not based on what we've seen of him in an Austin jersey, but just based on what I've seen from Sardis, uh, I think I would probably uh, I would give that shot to Diego Rubio. I mean, he he might just have the legs for it come game day, you know? Uh, I don't think if you start either or, I don't think it really changes much. It doesn't change much in the sure. in the philosophy of how the game is going to be going. So I, I would go for Now, I did have my doubts uh, about Rubio mainly in the injury department, right? Uh, I, I never really knocked this guy on his ability as a footballer. My, my doubts for Rubio came in the injury department, right? But if, if he can maintain this this kind of level, I think he's going to be pretty good with Austin FC. Now, of course, it's just one game. Of course, it's also preseason. But, hey, he's coming on in his first couple of minutes. He looks alive in the box. And correct me if I'm wrong, Neff, but I feel like maybe, just maybe, Zardes doesn't catch that ball that Jimmy puts into the box the way that Diego did. What do you think about that? Uh, no, no, I think you're right. And unfortunately, it seems like maybe... Maybe Sardis would have a right left to that to that play, or you know, just unfortunately missed it. I mean, and that's just based on what what we've seen uh, from similar previous plays that Sardis has participated on. So, yeah, uh, it's it seems like Diego's maybe just that bit more hungry. I mean, the guy's been out for a year. Now we'll see what happens, mate. You know, there, there's still time uh, for this team to, I guess get it together. There's still two games left. There's Red Bulls, New York, which we're going to talk about here in a bit. And then there's also that last one against the uh, New York City FC. That's going to be at home where Josh Wolf is going to be able to see, hey, am I going to go with Rubio? Am I going to go with Zardes? But in the end, I mean, they could be alternating and they could even get the same amount of minutes at the end of, of the season. And I think what Josh Wolf might do is just play whoever's hot, play the hot hand. Rubio could get the first 10 goals and then go maybe in a bit of a cold run. And then Zardes comes in and he gets five. And then Zardes gets cold and then Rubio comes in and we get some more goals, right? That's in a perfect world, perfect scenario. I get it 100%. You want me to be real, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, I could see a world where Rubio and Zardes alternate. Boom, boom. You come in this game, you come in that game. So we'll see what happens, mate. Yes or no? Is that a good take for you? Yeah, I mean, you're only really playing for two competitions, so you would think that that would be the situation. There's not as much rotating as next, last season would have happened. So Now, we don't know about Open yeah. Cup, so don't don't put the nail in the coffin just yet. So we could have three. We could have the League's Cup, That's the right. Open Cup, and the regular league play, mate. So, calma, calma. It, it, it could be three. 
Don't knock us just yet, but all right, moving forward. Uh, let's see. We're going to talk about the, the quotes that Josh Wolf uh, said to the media after the match. There was a little bit of a media availability, availability a little bit of a hub there. Uh, Phil West was in there. Uh, we had Duke from Otro Por in there as well. And there were some voices that I couldn't really recognize. So I'm sure there were journalists from maybe local area like California or something like that. But everybody was asking excellent questions. Now, Wolf doubles down, Neff, on his playing style. Uh, this is what he says. This is the quote. He says, what I love. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm messing it up. Let me get you the full quote. This is the full quote here. He says, uh, what I love about it is you keep taking it on. And in the second half, we get it right. We break pressure. We score a goal. We're going to break some eggs the way that we bake cakes is what I say to these guys. Don't be afraid of that. He keeps on going. And he says, philosophically, we ain't changing. I think Rodolfo Borrell is here in the area. He knows what we're about. He appreciates the way and the detail and the commitment to it. Fans and media, that's their own choice and opinion. I got nothing to say on that side. We're going to keep pushing. We got to keep developing. And again, when you see the way the game is played and the way that we want to play, it's important. Josh Wolf, very clear enough that he is not changing for anybody, right? But I want to ask you this, mate. We see the, the third goal against the LA Galaxy. And as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, when Wolf ball is executed to perfection, that's what it looks like. You play with the ball in the back from right back to center back to the goalkeeper to the center back, to the left back, and you put you push it forward. You find Ethan Finley with acres of space. He exploits that space, looking like he's 22 again. He puts in a peach of a ball in, into the box, and like Josh Wolf says, in the red zone, Jimmy comes in, Brian comes in, Far Carlin comes in, crashes it into the net with a beautiful header, just like I said earlier. So why change? When Wolf ball works, it looks nice, yes or no. So why change? In your fourth season as a coach with this club, why change your philosophy? Some fans are saying, hey, this guy needs to change. Other fans are saying, why change? So I, I want to ask you, Nick, why change philosophy now? Wolf might have a big point here. Because it looks great when, you lo- when, it, when it works. And it looks horrible when it doesn't, which there's a history of. A fairly long history of, of course. and if if he were to look at his track record, you'll see that it mo- it just doesn't work as good as he thinks he does. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna break some eggs when you bake. Yeah, I love that. And by the you're way. also probably n- I love that. One. And you're also not gonna make any cakes at some point, you know. Um, so. I think Wolf is being very dismissive of other ideas, and which is fine. If he has the job, it's very proven. Nobody's going to take it away from him. Uh, so it's it's just I hope he understands that that's also putting all the accountability on him, whether he likes it or not, because he's the one that decides, right? So he's the one calling those shots. So when, when just- Wolf Ball does not work, it's... Also, 100% his fault. I'm just saying this. How, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. You just kind of lead, led me into to the point that I was going to say. At what point do we have to also put it a little bit on the players and saying that, that they can't execute what the coach wants out there on the field, right? Because Wolf is the manager, mate. 
you can't have you can't have him out there kicking the ball, moving it around, right? He's the one that has to give the instructions. The players when they execute it, it looks beautiful. And just like you said, when it when it messes up, it looks bad. And we've seen it firsthand. We've been we've been at Q two when it goes bad, a hundred percent. We've lived it in the flesh. So you can't tell me nothing, all right? But when it looks good, when it's executed well, mate, it's a beauty, right? So Josh Wolf, why change philosophy now? Go ahead. Let me ask you, Hernan, and this is a question to you. Do you like to win? Of course I do. What kind of question is that? I'm a Real Madrid okay. fan. Okay, okay, okay. Keep that in mind and ask yourself why many teams with this system don't go very far. And the ones that do, it's you can't compare it's the executed to you, a, a... You can't compare no, the No, 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 no. We're, we're not comparing leagues here, bud. We're comparing systems. And now let me point this out to you. When you're when you're a baby and you hit your head against the wall so many times, you eventually stop doing it, correct? For sure, it hurts. Eventually your 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 mom or your dad comes and gets you and why are you For hitting sure. your head? For sure. Correct? For sure. You see you're not getting where you want to with this wall. Why are you gonna keep you hitting your head on? Pause, That's not pause, the pause, player's fault. Pause, the players pause, can pause, only pause. do so much. Okay, pause. I see what you're trying to do with this analogy, but I don't know if you can use it with this exact situation because this isn't this isn't really Wolf Ball. This isn't Rolo Ball. This is Johan Cruyff. This comes from a, this comes from a time where you and I didn't even exist. We weren't even an idea, bro. Okay, so it's not about you hitting your head on the wall. It's about you wanting to hit your head on the wall as many times to break through it and get to the other side. You're a maniac baby. And when you get to the other side, you play beautiful Johan Cruyff ball. And me, as a Real Madrid fan, I can recognize that that style of football, when executed well, it looks beautiful. Okay? I've seen it used Absolutely. against me firsthand. I've Absolutely. seen it used against me firsthand. Okay? So, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like the ultimate Wolf defender here because I'm not, right? But I can recognize that what Wolf ball is, it's not roller ball, it's jo Johan Cruyff ball. When executed well, it can look it, it can look nice. It it can if not, but understand hey, bake the cake. you and I've bake had this you and I have had this discussion so many times, and I will tell you and ask you for the one thousand time. What part of Johan Cruyff do you see in Josh Wolf? Because I don't see any of it. And what it's part not about of Xavi Iniesta, and I see me. any of that, do it's you see in that squad? It, and okay. it's not to disrespect the players. It's just not any, they don't even have the character, the, the, the characteristics okay. of those players. Okay. So you okay, can is... expect to execute a system of that caliber when there is not the quality to do so. It is not, it's just not there. Okay. It's not about me. It's not about me what I think. It's about what Rolo Borrell thinks. And that's why he was brought in. And he has that idea embedded into his DNA. He is part of that idea since the get-go, bro. Okay. So it's 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 not about what I what I want, what I what I want. It's about what Rolo Borrell thinks. And he is gonna replace those players one by one respectfully. He is gonna replace the players that do not fit the system, that do not execute with the idea they want to see on the field one by one. And I want to be as respectful as I can. But this guy did not come to Austin to mess around. We're already going to get a, a, a caliber Europa League player on a free. All right? Coming from FC Toulouse. Okay? Now, again, once again, I don't want to say that I'm uh, – I, I, I just want to say that I'm not a Wolf defender, anything of that. But just on the quote, 
the topic that we're on right now about Josh Wolf backing his philosophy. I'm with him. Don't change right now. Don't change. We're already we're already four years in. All right. So we need to see the end of this wolf ball if it's ever gonna work. Because if we if if we back up and change systems right now, dude, I don't know if we're 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 gonna be able to to take it in 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 time. That's what I'm trying to say, Nick. What one thing that you said that I I want to point out and you said real quick, real Rodo quick, is going to get get rid of the of you said Rodo was gonna get rid of every one of these players who doesn't work for Wolfball, right? Respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. When is he gonna get rid of the one that can't coach it? <sighs> okay, I think that's, it's difficult. That's it's difficult. It's difficult because we've seen Wolf implement the system well in some areas of play, but we've also seen him crash out. Now, I think it's still finances that have this 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 situation tied up. But I'm going to say this, and I'm not afraid to say this. And he's not bringing... I'm, sure, I'm going to say this. A guy like Rollo Borrell, of his quality, of his knowledge, of his intelligence, of his power, of his history, of his resume, whatever, I'm sure he has two or three names already lined up, right? I'm sure he already has... A, a list, maybe not written down, but he has a list in in the back of his head. Hey, whenever it's whenever this project with Wolf is over, because one day it does. You can't be a manager forever. It's going to come to an end one day. Awesome defense. I'm sure he already has two or three guys lined up. Now those guys might take other jobs for sure, names and you wouldn't believe. And they might names you wouldn't believe. But I think 100% Rodo Borrell already has people lined up for possibilities to interview for Austin FC, much like Charlotte FC did. With um, Dean Smith, they interviewed uh, Lampard and all that stuff. I'm sure Rodo Borrell has a list of guys that he would like to see coach this team with his idea. It's just going to be another another similar guy to Joshua. Yeah. Well, all righty, Neff. Agree to uh, disagree. Agree to disagree, brother. I love it. All right, now we're going to move on. We talked about Wolf, his comments to the media. Uh, I guess I can read a little bit of what the fans had to say before we move on. If you go on uh, Instagram, we're Austin TV, you look at the quote that Josh Wolf mentioned. Uh, let's see, we had a saber each day, 68, say, inspire the players to win, coach. That's all we ask. Underscore MH2, underscore, underscore says, the game plan is to invite pressure and hope we score in the second half? Confused. Aimless friend says, this dude hates us. So maybe they're kind of going there with, with you, Neff. Uh, and then somebody else says, translation. F you, fire me. Somebody else says, I just hope we move on from this coach soon. I, I understand what everybody means when they want to move on from the coach. 100%, bro. Because there has been some trauma that the, that the fans have experienced from the 2023 season. Cup exit after cup exit, right? But the idea of Wolfball, it transcends Josh Wolf, right? So we might have a, another coach in the future, but they're still going to try to play the same kind of football. Do you see what I'm saying, Neff? Because it's the it's the Johan Cruyff way. Yes, but bring somebody that can coach it and players that can play it. That's it. If you're gonna go for that, do that. It's it's well, literally. There, what I don't I, know, but there's so much beating the around the bush trying to defend him. No, the guy can't coach it. He proved he can't coach it. Okay. Period. It's literally what it's bring literally what I said the play. past five minutes. It's literally what I've said the past five minutes. That's what Rolo is here to do. Anybody, anybody, around, let's beat around the bush. The guy who can't do. It. Look, mate, Rolo is gonna start replacing everybody who cannot execute the game plan that they want to have in the future. 
And if, if he has to get rid of the coach, I'm sure Rodolfo Borrell is going to walk into that room, have a meeting with John Schwab and say, business is business. Unfortunately, we're going to move on. One day, that's going to happen. But why hasn't Mike, he? I, I couldn't tell you. But I, I, all I can tell you is that one day, that day will come. Or it could be Josh Wolf leaving in mutual yeah. terms. All right. But okay, bro. We're gonna we're gonna He's move on. Wrapping your club, bro. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Okay, because we spent too much time on this. Uh, we're gonna talk about the New York Red Bulls match. Now, this match, by the time you listen to this pod, it could be that you already know the result. So we're gonna try to speak on it as well as we can, Neff and I here today. Now, of course, we gotta ask for predictions, Neff. I want to ask what lineup you want to see. And, of course, this is the last of uh, the Coachella Valley Invitational matches for Austin FC the year of 2024 before we get into the Champions League talk. But, Nev, uh, real quick, what do you want to see from this Red Bulls New York match that Austin FC has on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time? It will not be streamed, so you're going to have to rely on updates from the club on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. But, Nev, what do you want to see in, in this game? I mean, of course, no injuries, but uh, other than that, Uh, well, I think uh, Wolf would know that the, the last two games of preseason should be what your starting eleven is going to look like day one, uh, that, and that's the only thing that I can that I would want to see is that that he has that solidness already of who's going to be in his starting eleven. Uh, you've you've had three four uh, three games, uh, four games to you know to to do your experiments to try to give yeah. people minutes. I think these yeah. last two games are to solidify those ideas. And get the get the. Okay. All right, mate. Now, if uh, if we look at the starting eleven from the most recent match that Austin had against the Galaxy, we had Stephen Cleveland in goal. John Gallagher was at the right back position. Matt Hedges, Leo Weissenen were the two center backs. Jean Kovanich was at the left back position. Alex Ring was the six. Neff, if I'm not mistaken. By himself, we had Owen Wolf at the eight, which would be, and of course, the captain, Sebastian Drusi, at the 10 with his number 10. In the attack, it was Emiliano Rigoni, Jader O'Brien, and Giazzi Zardes at the nine. So, could we see maybe something similar in the Rebels New York match? If, if I can make a change, I would put Brad Stuver in there because, like you said, Ned, we're, we are getting closer to that home opener and we need to see who is going to be our locked in starters. Uh, so, just Brad Stuber for me, other than that, we know that Julio Cascante maybe picked up a knock that could have him out for future matches. We don't know that exactly yet. It's pure speculation. But Matt Hedges and Lil Weissenen, you might have to ride with that, brother. And then Danny Pereira, of course, for Owen Wolf. I think that's a lock-in starter for everybody in the Austin FC community. And the debate maybe of Ethan Finley, maybe in that attack. We'll see what happens. But uh, probably similar to this lineup, what we'll see in the Red Bulls-New York match, yeah? Yeah, I agree. Uh, specifically with the change for Owen Wolf, uh, I don't see why he would be starting. And then have Diego Rubio up top. Now, of course, you know, I'm trying to combine these lineups with what we'll see here in the first match week against Minnesota coming up here February 24th. Of course, with Julio being out, as mentioned, Hedges and Weissenden could slot in. Owen Wolf possibly be subbed out for Danny Pereira. And then, like we said, Finley could battle it out. But this Rebels New York match, Neff, and the Coachella, the last one, it's going to help Joshua find out who he's going to have in those uh, important matches coming up, like the match they won two and three. 
because you want to set the tone, right? You want to start off on the right foot. And, of course, no injuries is, is, is what we want in some of these matches. But is there any kind of score prediction that yeah. you can put on this match next? Uh, no, honestly, not particularly because, really, to me, the only thing that's important out of this game is the how the team sits on the field. But we forgot that one, but one player that we do need to see, which is Vito. He, he's been yes. there again. He, thank you for that. Week. So, hopefully... He gets minutes in. Uh, if anything, you know, I always, I, I'm going to wish the team well. I hope they get a win, whatever result it is. But uh, that, that's as much as I can hope. Now, Nev, I want to spend two minutes on Guilherme Biro because you do bring up a very important topic. Uh, the fact that he's already been training with the team. So could we see his first couple of minutes with Austin FC? Now, in the past, Josh Wolf has been very patient with, getting these players some some official playing time you know it's, it's some fans make fun of the uh Corozo move that he got here and it took forever to play leo also took forever to play rado i think also took forever to play rado. but with but with diego rubio we see him immediately slot in in the field and he immediately gets a goal so could we see guilherme Vieto come in for john colmanich maybe in the second half play the last 30 minutes or so the last 20 because john colmanich also looks good he has to assist so maybe we could spend just a little quick minute on that debate about the left-backs, bro. Because with the addition of Guilherme Biru, you now have Jean Komenich with some serious competition. Now, Guilherme Biru brings that Brazilian style, that fight that we see in the Serie B. Do you think that Jean Komenich is going to have a hard time fighting off uh, uh, Guilherme Biru? Or do you think that Biru is going to ultimately overtake him? Because Football Critic thinks that it's Biru's spot. He just has to take it. I, I agree with Craig. Uh, but I'm also going to say that it, it, it it's either it's they're both going to have a hard time uh, fighting for that spot. I mean, they both Fair. have quality. They, they're both at a decent level. And if we're going to go, if we're going to believe everything that he said in his quotes, then the guy's coming. He's he's coming for that spot. He's not coming here to, you know, for paycheck. So hopefully if that's the case. And I mean, what I've, the little that I've seen from from Vito, he he looks pretty well. Now, you mentioned what Biru said. I have the quotes here posted on We Are TV's Instagram. You can go check them out. Uh, Guilherme Biru says, quote, I'm a very engaged player who works hard daily. I'm a good teammate who tries to help my teammates a lot. Strength and effort, I'm never, go I'm never going to lack it. He also says, Brazilian soccer is a soccer that is happy and joyful, but it comes with a lot of responsibility and demands a lot. I want to bring a little bit of that Brazilian soccer here to Austin. Please, Guilherme Biru, bring as much as you can, brother. We need we need as much as that Brazilian samba as we can get, bro. Uh, but let's see. Now, if anything else we can note on the Red Bulls New York match, of course, we want to see Guilherme Biru. Uh, hopefully, he gets some minutes over, over over Jean or whenever Jean is is done playing. Uh, but anything you want to add on that before I read a, a quote here from Jean Komenich? Uh No, just like I said, uh, best of luck to them. Hope to see... Hope to hear from uh, of a good performance from everybody, and I hope to see a more solidified starting. Hundred percent, mate. Now, uh, Jean Komenich, uh, we were speaking about him and Guilherme Biru, the topic on the the topic of the left back competition, I guess you could say. Uh, Jean Komenich, he spoke with Phil West uh, after the LA Galaxy match. He gave him this quote. You know, Jean says this. He says, "It was amazing to be out there with the guys again, just to like do with the ball." to not have to worry about anything. I'm real happy with how this preseason is going for me. And I'm really happy too, Jean. I'm going to say that. Two assists already for this kid, for this guy. 
you know, he's looking like he's enjoying uh, his time with Austin FC after a very long and just nasty injury, but looks like he's he's coming back well. A lot of people have been saying that he looks fit, he looks uh, he looks very healthy, he looks strong, and Josh Wolf giving him probably the best compliment that you can give somebody and saying that mentally they're very, very, very strong. Um, so, Neff, I mean, anything you want to say on uh, Jean Komenich? Because, I mean, it looks like this guy's ready to make the full comeback. It's good to hear he's encouraged yeah, more than anything. I mean that he's right that he's ready to get on the field and prove that, that he's going to be the starting the right back. I mean left back, and so that that's that's what yeah. you need. That's what you want to see from me and hear from. Hundred percent, I agree, hundred percent, man. So we'll see uh, what we see tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever you listen to this pod. Maybe the scoreline is already out. We're hopefully, hoping for an Austin awesome MC win. Of course, we want to close out Coachella on an up but even then i know a lot of people have been saying it's just preseason don't look much into it our recent guest kevin morris saying hey it's just preseason i don't care uh, i don't really look into it that was his take uh maybe sometimes we commit the crime nef of looking too much into preseason games but they're just as as important because it's about how you prepare for the season right uh but uh it is what it is nef now anything else you want to add nef maybe on the coachella valley invitation before we go into the european segment no, only hope that uh, next year, hopefully, we're Austin TV makes an appearance and is able to get more details out to the fans. 100%. Now, before we transition into the European segment, I do want to send another shout out to the Patreon members and everybody on Discord. Now, just like Neff mentioned, next year, 100%, we do want to be out there. Just more, more than one of us, uh, maybe myself, Neff, Football Critic, B, Bali. And with everybody's support, you know, uh, just like I mentioned, we're almost at 100 members on Patreon. Absolutely grateful. But with, with, with that support, you know, we're already able to fund our new studio. That's going to be coming up here soon. We're going to be making these away trips. That's going to be a lot of fun. And just like Neff said, next year, that Coachella Valley Invitational, it's already on the calendar for 2025 if they, if they host it, I guess. But uh, just want to say thank you to everybody out there. And uh, Neff, we can officially transition to the European segment. Now, Champions League football is back. What was it? The round of uh, 16, if, if, I'm, if I'm not uh, mistaken, is the Real Madrid played right. against RB Leipzig and Manchester City played against uh, Copenhagen. All right. Uh, it was a very interesting game. It was three to one over there. And then Real Madrid just with a slight victory of one nil with VAR drama, as Real Madrid loves to do it. But before we get into Madrid, Nef, we're going to talk about Man City. Man City now three one against Copenhagen. Uh, it was goals by KDB, goals by Bernard, Bernardo Silva, and also uh, Foden with a very nice play where he sets it up himself at first, and then there's a cheeky uh, cut pass back, and he finishes, finishes it, no mistake. But anyways, 3-1 for Pep Guardiola and his boys made. I mean, anything you want to mention on City, Neff? I mean, they're probably Real Madrid's biggest competition for the title of the Champions League trophy. Ah, uh, not only only what a player Foden is, him. Huh? What a what a player. Exce- exceptional game. Also, uh, Silva's goal was pretty cool. Uh, but who's who's going to that, I mean, said he should have. Silva, Bernardo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit lucky because that play, you know, the ball bounced around maybe just a bit. But hey, Man City players, that's why they pay them so much because they're lively on their feet. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I mean, City, City shouldn't uh, shouldn't have any problem in that tie, so, uh, you know, it's a good game. Yeah, honestly, it, it was a good game, mate. Now, uh, I do want to mention on the 
Man City side of things, you know, they, they are a very, very positive team. Uh, they're going to give you competition, right? But, you know, I did mention that they could be Real Madrid's biggest, uh, how can I say it? Maybe the, 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 the biggest threat to spoil the party. Now, do you think that Man City really has what it takes right now, Neff, to win a trophy like the Champions League? Because they have been slipping in the domestic league, in the, in the EPL. They haven't been bossing it like before. Do I smell weakness? Is there blood in the water, maybe? What do you think? No, I think that's a, that's a reach. A, a team uh, of the, with the caliber of players that, that Man City does, you never write them off. And you never start doubting them. Because the one thing they do is, well, one headline that I read earlier, they're on autopilot. And, th- and that is very true. Their season okay. basically starts in quarterfinals. That's really when they start waking up and they start hitting. I mean, look at last season. They ended up taking a prime title that was, they weren't even in the race for a good amount of it. So, mm. or not, I shouldn't say not in the race, but they weren't top for a good amount of it. So, now, domestically, I mean, a team like City, you, you never want to write her off. In the Prem 8 right now, they are in second place. Uh, Liverpool is in first. They, they're up by just two points. So it's Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Tottenham. That makes the top four in the Premier League. Arsenal equal on points with them. And then Tottenham behind them by five points. So uh, on the Man City side of things, right, I'm saying that could we could we see some, some blood in the water from Manchester City? Uh, I do want to mention how Ted Lasso beat them in uh, one of the games, which I thought was pretty cool to see. I love that. But City, you know, they defeated uh, Copenhagen 3-1. Like we said, Foden scored, Silva scored, and De Bruyne scored. Some match ratings, possibly. Phil Foden with the 9.2. We mentioned how how good he is. De Bruyne with the 9.0. Jack Grealish, here it says that he went off injured in May. He had a 6.7. Erling Haaland, maybe cooling down. He had a 6.5. And Ederson, the goal that they conceded was a poor clearance by him. Uh, Copenhagen players clean it up. Their first try got blocked. I think defensively there was a, a block there, but the rebound, first touch finish, curls around the keeper, no mistake. Rodic, uh, I'm sorry, Ruben Diaz or Rodri, they couldn't do anything to block it. And at one point it was 1-1, bro. At one point it was. But uh, all right, I know you're waiting for it, Nef. We can talk about Real Madrid now, mate. Now, Real Madrid, they defeated RB Leipzig 1-0 with some maybe magic by the sorcerer that his name is Brahim Diaz. I mean, what a goal, bro. Fantastic goal by this kid. I couldn't believe the way that he didn't fall down, the way that he said, no, 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 no. I believe in myself. I'm not going to take the foul. I'm getting back up on my feet. He actually never fell. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up. I'm dribbling into the box, and I'm taking the shot myself. And it goes into the back of the net for Real Madrid's only goal of the match away from home, bro. Do you see how big this is, bro? Big for his confidence, big for the fans to just give him more support, and also big for Carlos' trust in this player, bro. Now, Eric says that I wrote him off at the beginning of the season, which is a total lie, a complete lie. I've been excited about this player since he arrived from Manchester City. But, Neff, I want your take on, obviously, the match and maybe some thoughts on Mr. Brian Diaz. No, I mean, look, I was one of those guys that didn't particularly believe in in Brahim. I didn't see, um, I knew he had the dribble. I knew, knew he had that. I just wasn't sure he was, a, you know, Real Madrid caliber 
uh, player, but he, I'm glad to say that he's proven me wrong, and what a way to do it. I mean, he that that dribble was just exquisite. I mean, next, uh, I don't know how else to question. put it. We we saw. Uh -huh. I I I really hate to stop you, but is it crazy to say that that dribble was messy like? That finish was messy. -like. It was definitely Messi-esque. Yes, I mean Messi scored tons of goals like that, and with with that same finish and that same dribble as well. So I don't think it's 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 outlandish to say that. Now, if somebody wants to take it out of context and say, perhaps that you're comparing Brahim to to Messi, that that's ridiculous in itself. Uh, but yes, the the dribble, the action was definitely. Um, very messy-esque, and, and part of the reason is why is because they are they they're very similar uh, physically. Brahim uh, has a very low center of gravity, as Messi does. So these type of actions are very easy to players um, that are built like that. Uh, that being said, I mean, uh, Lunin, our goalkeeper, got, got, had had probably the 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 night, the more consistent night. Nine point six match rating. He bro. had nine, nine shots. Nine point six and nine saves in one game, which is only ever seen by okay. Courtois, I believe, okay, in the okay, okay. final. Park the bus right there. We need to unpack something right now because we're not gonna we're not gonna go about this podcast. We're not gonna talk about Real Madrid without talking about the 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 scandalous VAR decision again in a Real Madrid okay. match. Right? Okay. And very yes, early yes. in the game, very early in the game, Madrid could be could could have been down one nil, and the stadium would have gone against them. They, it would have erupted against Real Madrid players. Now, mind you, they Absolutely. they can handle it. They they can handle it. Great players, right? But the referee oh, awards offsides. The referee awards offsides, right? Now, Eric sent it to the to the group chat. He sent this video that had the narrative that Real Madrid yeah, yeah. are some are some are some cheats, pretty much. Now. I, right. Me as the host, me as the host, I have to bring it up, right? Because we have to talk right. about it if it if it was right or not. But I and think it was asked. the right call. Mm -hmm. I think it was the right call. Now, can you the, say why? The, the not the player that heads the ball, but the player behind Lunin clearly gives him a nudge and interferes with the play, and he is offsides. Your take. All right. And no, and and that that's 100% correct. And if people want to go ahead and say that's a cheat, that is that, go ahead and talk to a Villarreal fan who had a very similar type of goal uh, taken away from them by VAR against Barcelona. And of course, at that time, it was a correct call. I don't I don't see if you know if you know how the rule works and you and you know how it is. It, it's not controversial at all. I mean, the call is there, the rule is there. It is, it is what it is. Even the players themselves didn't make that much of a deal about it because they knew. They knew how this worked. They know that the guy, by not by interfering with them, trying to get the ball, but with, by interfering with the goalkeeper, which mm -hmm. he did put two hands on his back. 100%. As soft as you want it to be, it's still, it's, it's still a foul on, by the rule book. 100%. 100%. So, so with that being said, so... that goal, I, I think, was rightfully disallowed. Uh, but with that, but uh, uh, RB Leipzig played played a great game. I mean, they they did force down okay. Lunin to to make incredible saves. Okay, Neff. So why why is it that every Real Madrid match, not every, but a lot of Real Madrid matches this season have had controversial VAR calls? 
because people make it what they want it to be and and that and that's just the truth of it all uh, I'm not gonna come in here and say they hate us because we're we're the biggest team in the world. No, but you know what? People do love to see the big the big teams fall, and they love to to make themselves the victims of teams that aren't even theirs. You Kiss have no idea how quick. many Barcelona fans. Kiss come. the badge real quick. Kiss the badge real quick. Oh, kiss the badge. This right here. Kiss, kiss the beauty. Uh. Oh, okay. Now bias. Call it what you want, Adnan, and, and people can disagree and agree or whatever it is. But the truth of the matter is, is for example, the Almeria game, if it had gone the other way around, they wouldn't have said a thing. <laughs> all right. If it, all right, if right, it was now, Madrid, they said a thing. Okay, all right. Now, I do have to stop you there because you mentioned Almeria, and it's a perfect transition into what I wanted to talk about next. And this is a La Liga topic. Now, an ex-Austin FC player, you know, you have Real Madrid on your shirt right now. I have Austin FC on my jacket. An ex-Austin FC player by the name of Radovanovic, uh, he is having a great time with his team Almeria in La Liga. Well, he just Shout got out there. To, yes, yeah, but check this out. We have some, some, uh, some screenshots on our uh, Discord channel uh, where we see some, some translations. Somebody says, with Rado, we have gained defense in the area. It was what we needed, and he has that, that aggressiveness in the area. Right? That's one of them. Somebody else says, of the little positive yesterday, both played a great game, especially Radovanovic, who in one game has already done more than the rest of the center backs combined throughout the season. Radovanovic, bro, bossing it with Almeria and La Liga. Anything you want to uh, add on him before we end the part? Well, yeah, he's only really played one game. But look, the fact that he's in La Liga and he, because he is going to be starting for Almeria, just shows you how incompetent a certain coach is that he couldn't even get the best out of this guy. May, it, you, the, I hate when people leave finances out of things, bro. Because Austin FC hey, is tied he up did not with leave finances. Because of finances, buddy. He did not leave because of finances. He left because we couldn't we couldn't offer him something that he probably liked, bro. We had the no, transfer and, and options. Not, we didn't exercise not, it because we not. probably couldn't. That guy was here for three months and played for one why because his shoulder was dislocated half the time my ass no 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 don't give me that no no he literally popped his shoulder back in mid-match bro and you want to lie to me here saying that his shoulder was good and then he didn't play and then he came back and played why because the guy wanted to play look mate i'm all for criticizing a team that doesn't do it right but we got to be honest and, and, and recognize what's what sometimes, bro. And Austin FC probably didn't exactly. want to take the risk. Austin FC probably didn't want to take the risk on his shoulder, which was uh, probably a silly idea uh, now because you see how this guy is shining. You could have rehabbed it here with the best facilities that St. Davis has to offer, right? But the reality is, is that reality is, is that you had the transfer option there. You didn't exercise it, but it was probably a conscious decision because you didn't have the money to back it up. You had to sign him. Yeah. Right? You already had him. Okay. You had already signed him. No, he was on loan. He was on loan, and there was a transfer transfer option at the end of the loan. There was a transfer option at the end of the loan, and his partner wasn't happy. So it's not just black and white. It's Austin MC's fault. If the partner's not happy, what are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do, man? 
It's not always all on the oh, court. There's plenty I, I, I do want to say, I do want to say that Austin has gotten a lot of things wrong, and I'm not here to defend them, right? But when they do some things right, I mean, we at least got to give them some credit, brother. That's all I'm saying. When they do, I will. Okay. All right. They, I mean, they just, they just almost, they just secured a guy from Europa League on a pre-transfer. Well, when he gets here, we'll see. They signed Khaled Obreon in the re-entry draft after getting rid of Kip Keller and turning it into one thing and another thing and another thing, and it ended up being Khaled Obreon who's shining in preseason. Nothing? It's preseason. <laughs> okay. All right, my you, all right, my you love You love Rosin Redes from the beginning because of preseason too. Let me remind you that. Redes had four goals, your, and there you. was optimism. There was optimism there. There was exactly. optimism there. Okay, he was your preseason there. king. But Redes is gone now, and I don't want to speak okay. of him, okay? All right. Now, shout All out I'm to my you, you have a pattern. You have a pattern, just saying. <laughs> okay, we're going to end it there. We're going to end it there, all right? My Nev, appreciate you being here tonight with me to talk about Austin MC and the best of European football. Uh, Champions League matches that will be coming up tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, PSG play Real Sociedad at 2 p.m. Lazio play Bayern. Shout out to my G. Um, what was it? Br uh, Brad, big Bayern fan in the Discord chat. They play at 2 p.m. And then Tuesday, February 20th, PSV Dortmund, Inter Atletico de Madrid, Tuesday, February 20th. Both of those games at 2 p.m. But again, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Top Flight Pod. I'm Hernan, that's Nev, and we'll be, we'll be back soon with another episode. And soon, back in the studio. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good day. 